So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and just over here to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Big bird for president. Big bird for president. Get my vote. It, Big that, bird for president. That's supposed to be got my vote. I can't even spell in the chat room, but got my vote. Yeah, I, I can't see how Big Bird could do any worse than many of the presidents that we've had recently. I, you know, which is not to say that Obama hasn't done a fair job, considering what he was handed. Oh, yeah, I think he's done a great I, job. I think I think he's done a great job considering what he's been handed. But uh, I, I'll take Big Bird over Mitt any day. I just, I, I don't know. I'm Canadian. It's none of my damn business again. But well, I just <laughs> I'm over here watching scary. what's going on over there. I think y'all are nuts. You're 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 on the national television debating the sitting president to see which one of you is going to win. And when asked what specifically would you do to reduce the deficit, you mentioned that you, you know, everybody likes Big Bird. I like Big Bird, but but we're going to have to cut off the funding for PBS. And of course, the moderator of the debate last night was a newsman from PBS. Um. So that was kind of in your face. And, um, you know, so Big Bird's going to get some commercials. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you going to do about this? I don't, I don't know what our def- deficit is. I, I, I don't watch that closely. It gets depressing if you do. Um, but it's it's trillions of dollars. And the budget for PBS is too tiny. It's got to be like one one thousandth or something of the federal budget. So I saw a picture and reposted it on my wall earlier that said, you know, cutting PBS to solve the deficits, kind of like trimming your toenails in order to lose weight. Yeah. Okay. You lost a gram. Go. (laughs) It's so completely irrational and illogical and, you I mean, know, where does it, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go as far as to say it's, it's unconstitutional. I mean, come on. Sesame Street is like a part of American culture, be you North American and Canadian or, you know, North American and, and USA. It's part of the culture. I don't know oh. anybody who grew up and didn't know what Sesame Street was. And you want to. You want to what? You want to cut the public broadcasting, sir? <laughs> what? It, 
I don't even I don't even know where you know, to begin. That's on like this when you talk to somebody that topic. you know their family budget's all out of whack and you say, Okay, what are we gonna do about this? And they say, Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna quit getting that cup of coffee at Starbucks every morning. That may be a wise choice. I'm 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 not gonna say an opinion one way or another on that, but it's kind of insignificant when your budget's upside down. You gotta take a look at some of the big numbers, you know. And boy we got some big numbers we could live without. But hey, I, we're not going to get into details about it. I just thought that was funny. No, absolutely. You know, no, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to cut Big Bird. What? If I if I was in the, if I was in the states, I would literally write the name Big Bird on the ballot, and I would I would vote for Big Bird. That would be it. Because I'm, I mean, if there if it's it's almost to the point where it's. You know, is he is he joking? I can't even take the statement seriously. So, if they're going to take it that that lightly, and they're not going to, I mean, I'm not going to say they. Actually, I'm going to say him because, you know, again, I, I believe Obama's done a really good job with what he's been handed. Um, if he's going to take it that lightly, and he's not going to. If he's not going to answer the question seriously without taking serious consideration into the the vast amount of finances and resources that have been wasted on other parts of the governmental system, then I, I yeah. would write Big Bird on the ballot. I mean, I mean this they're, is the they're government. going to take the debate as a joke, then then make the make the vote a joke too. I mean, cause you have to draw a line somewhere, like. And and, wow. and and the media, you know, not that the media would ever be biased, but and of course the Republicans think it's biased towards Democrats and vice versa. But um, you know, the media is talking about how you know Mitt Romney came out aggressive and won the debate. He was rude and and interrupting the moderator and telling him. He wanted his. I've got to have the last word. I don't care about the rules. And what? What? That's that's pimply faced high school debate team stuff. But anyway, we can't talk about that anymore. Apparently, because uh, just lost my connection, and now we have it back. Hi, you there? I'm here. See, she disappeared. <laughs> <clears throat> Nestor and, and, and George have a habit of doing that. They'll just turn off our Skype if we get to talking too long about a subject that... And it, it just did. It popped right up on my screen. She's gone. Oh, oh, hi. Yeah. Well, you and know... We have it, a much better subject enough, to talk about. We do. And I am on satellite, and we have had some storms in the area. So if, if you lose me, It'll, eh, it happens. In and out, it, it happens. <laughs> and, uh, it happens. And they've been working her really hard, so she's tired. We had one of those musical mm. guests. She'd fall asleep during the music. I'm um, if Dave Pop was here, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Definitely. I was listening to Hang Music just before the show. Good stuff. Um, but uh, Yes, we have, a, we have a guest with us, of course, this evening. Yes, we do. And uh, that, maybe you can help understand how, how to... Manifest a, a government that. Um, well, he's a, he's an expert in uh, law of attraction and what might be missing therefrom, and uh, and we're going to talk about the matrix. No, no, not that matrix. Uh, the zero point matrix, 
so we have with us tonight Raja Sharma. Welcome. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you getting me on your show. Well, thanks for spending your time with us. I know that you're uh, uh, you've got to be busy out there with the stuff that uh, that you've got going on. Right. Yes. So uh, I'll start off the show with our um, typical first question, and uh, then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, so so to help our customer our customers our <laughs> our list wow. wow I've been at work too long yeah yeah I've worked too many days in a row to help our listeners understand um, what you do if you could tell us who the hell are you and what do you do that'd be awesome okay well uh, like you said my name is Raja Sharma I live in Los Angeles. Um, I am a personal coach and working on being a seminar conductor. I am having a seminar uh, in Los Angeles on November 10th. The name of the show is going to be Mindless Manifestation. So just like uh, your show says about everyday connection, how we can connect with our inner spirit, uh, same way uh, I help people connect with whatever their desires are by setting the mind aside. Well, that's awesome. So now I guess the next the next big question would have to be who or how did you get started? Well, actually, I am originally from India. I have lived in the United States for the last 30 years. So while I came here, I uh, lived the American dream. I enjoyed the success here. I was a successful restauranter. I lived, uh, worked in Alaska for quite a few years, about five years uh, in the early 80s. Then I bought a restaurant in uh, Oregon, and then I lived in Oregon and California. And uh, again, like I said, I enjoyed the success in the American dream that time, but then I also experienced the American nightmare. Uh, you know, I went through divorce, and I went through a lot of issues, personal, financial, and that's the time I started searching for some answers and how to create uh, the life that we really desire. And that's when my search really began. And like they say, the life begins when you start searching. And uh, that's how I went back to my roots, uh, to the Eastern core, and then start studying uh, the materials on the Eastern Vedas and all that stuff. And I put a system together. I realized that the only thing that comes in the way of creating that the life that we really desire is your mind. So that's how I came up with the program called Minus Manifestation. Well, I'm really glad you mentioned your roots because um, that that was going to be one of the main things that I wanted you to expand a little on. In doing my own studying of the different various religions and belief systems, I've discovered that this supposed New Age idea of you know mind over matter and manifestation. Um, and law of attraction are actually ancient, ancient practices that have been taught in most of the major religions. So can you expand on that a little bit and explain what it was about um, the roots of your Indian culture that brought you forward to the understanding that you have now? Well, uh, it's a two-way thing. Uh, first, you know, we assume, uh, just like yourself, you think uh, – uh, that people i was in fact i was just talking to somebody a couple of days ago and we got into a discussion about how it is assumed that people from the eastern culture are very spiritual and people in the 
Western culture are very materialistic. But in uh, you know, to be honest, on the first hand, I came to America because I am materialistic, and because it's considered as a land of opportunity. So there is knowledge in India. However, the same knowledge is available to the Western culture as well. The knowledge comes basically from all our scriptures, uh, whichever way you look at it. I, I think science and uh, religion basically are two sides of the coin. Uh, science goes in one direction, religion in the other. Religion is more of a symbology where it tells you the stories and we take it uh, too deep and we take it too seriously. But actually, if you just take the message that is given, the Vedic um, knowledge of India, basically, even the, like you said, the quantum physics is starting to get to... Uh, kind of approve and start to believe that what they were saying in those days uh, is true. So personally, I believe that uh, the knowledge in the Vedas is uh, very, very deep. But same thing, there are pieces in, in my belief that there is a pieces of knowledge there and in Bible. So eventually we will be forced, uh, I think the evolution will force all of the religions uh, be it uh, uh, Hindu religion or Christianity or Judaism or Muslim, anything that we look at will eventually have to come together to make a complete picture of what we are really trying to achieve. And I think the love is the most common ingredient in all of them. Uh, if is that uh, much more much more in common than than. Uh differences i would say but we just seem to have had a tendency to focus on differences um kind of been a human thing put things in pigeonholes um yeah, well there really is so many commonalities between all of them i mean if you really go into the depth of the messages um well and like in, you said i'm uh, into the deeper teachings then they the, the same message is there in all of them and and yes, the the main part of that is love, love, love for each other, love for your world, and love for the spirit that drives it. And and people can it take them get much literally. Than that. A lot of a lot of the scriptures in in uh, the different religions that I've read scriptures from, and I certainly haven't read them all, but they're they are. It's a symbology. It's a uh, archetypes. It's storytelling, and. That really is, I think, a very efficient way for us to learn is learn through stories as opposed to just trying to gut a bunch of facts. That doesn't work very well. Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if if you really look at the depth of any real religion, I mean, the the um, how uh, the messiahs or what you call. I'm sorry, you'll have to help me out once in a while because English is my second language, so I get lost in uh, the translation sometimes. But uh, the uh, the founders, basically, were all human beings. For example, Jesus came in a human form, Buddha came in a human form, uh, Muhammad came in the human form. So they were all human forms at one time or another. Now, uh, interesting thing about uh, the Christianity, the you know, what I had read about it, uh, the... Ten Commandments were uh, by Moses, I believe. Uh, yeah, he went yeah. on Mount Sinai for 40 days where he learned about, he was given those Ten Commandments, right? The same way Muhammad went on the mountain to get his, he didn't even know how to write, and then he wrote the Quran, complete Quran, uh, after being on the mountain for 40 days. Uh, Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree for 
38 days or 40 days, something like that, and then he was enlightened. So basically there is some kind of, uh, you know, connections between all these things about going for that 40 days and getting away from everything and then getting enlightened. And, you know, if you really look at the symbology part of it, it's like if you get away from from your day-to-day world and get away, like just like we go to uh, a mountain retreat or something, just to put our thoughts and mind together, and then we connect with the higher spirit, and you are one with God at that time. There is no worries about the deficit and you know the big bird and everything. Those issues are already gone. So that's what basically I feel like there is some kind of a message there. We just take it too literally. And and, and a connection with your. Uh, you know, idea of uh, manifestation, you, you kind of need to get the mind out of the way. The mind is a useful tool for a lot of things, but there's, uh, like any tool, there's a time to put it down, too. Exactly. Just I mean, just like you would use your hand or a leg, you don't use the hands and legs all the time. Uh, you know, mind is just a tool that you have to set aside. But it is so hard. I mean, we... Uh, you know, we have basically we live in this mind-created matrix, and we don't get out of there often enough. You know, except for the point that you do some kind of a meditation or something just to get away. But even then, the mind really is—it can be your best friend or your worst enemy, basically. So, in keeping with that um, with that theme, one of the questions I'd have for you because of the, some of the things that I've come across in my own my own studies, is that the feeling um, is is often much more important than the thought. I mean, it's one thing to to think positivity, but to be able to feel it is what actually creates it to be a reality. Now, is that is that in alignment with what your program's all about? Yeah, actually, I mean, uh, so the earlier you asked me a question about uh, about the Hindu religion and the Vedic message, uh, basically the some of the stuff in Vedic, this thing is so scientific, and it talks about the mind and the matter. The matter, I mean, quantum physics has already proven that everything around us is energy. We, we are enveloped in this. Uh, I think uh, Lynn McTaggart uh, talks about it in her book, The Field, that we are we are enveloped in this field of energy, just like the fish lives in water, and we live in a sea of energy. So that energy, basically, what uh, waves of possibility that turns into matter, that it's very, very hard to fathom for us because the mind does not look at it uh, that way. So basically, all these waves of possibilities are there, and then the mind thinks about it, those kind of things will manifest. But that process of manifestation happens through your emotions. So what the knowledge out there for the atomic particles to change, it has to happen with your mind, but not with your mind-based thoughts, but with your heart-based thoughts. Because if you really look at the scientific part of it, the electromagnetic I'm not too much of a scientific person, but the way I understand is the, the magnetic part of it is what really creates the matter. It attracts right. basically yeah, and in it's, your life. It's, it's something they're realizing that they've not understood magnetism really well, uh, and uh, and are finding some new facts out about it. But it it it's true in in quantum physics that the matter just really isn't 
for sure there until somebody looks at it. Until right. there's an observer. And uh, and I think that uh, really what you're saying, as the observer, you're kind of choosing from that energy field what to see, what to bring into manifestation, but not so much with the logical thinking brain. The the only way to see this is you have to get beyond the mind for you to accept that and make it happen. Uh, you know, a lot of times we talk about, I talk about uh, another life force that can be harnessed. Basically, I call it Vitagara. Uh, Vita means the force, uh, the life force, basically, in Latin. Uh, the reason I have changed, the same energy that you talk about, chi or prana, um, you know, qigong, any other energy that you work with. Now, I've seen, and I work with, I do, uh, do the uh, reconnective healing as well, uh, that energy is able to do anything in your life. I mean, it can heal people as well. So now the same energy is available to all of us. It's present in the whole universe. Now, if you look at the depth of it, uh, we create, out of the air that we breathe, we create electricity using the windmills. Uh, same thing with the water. We drink the same water. We create electricity out of the water. Same with sunlight. So we bathe in the same sunlight. So that energy is there. It's just the matter of harnessing that energy. And that this science basically is so far ahead because, you know, just uh, I guess a few hundred years ago when electricity was not actually found. Or, uh, I mean, in, in, uh, in recent years, if you think about the cell phones or the wireless Internet, for example, uh, at this point, Gene is in Canada, and you are somewhere, and I'm somewhere, and we are all connecting. It's it's an amazing thing to happen. We would not have thought of this a few years ago. So it's a science still in happening. Absolutely. I still run into people daily that I tell them, you know, they ask what I do. I tell them I'm a radio host there. Really? On what channel? And then I explain blog talk to them, and they're stunned. They've never heard of it. Um, and um, and of course, I believe we I believe we manifested the internet out of our. It's more of a physical representation of the inner net that we're all connected with, heart to heart. Right. That's a nice and nice metaphor. I never thought of it that way. That's wonderful. Maybe a way for us to bridge from one to the other. Right, right. Kind of kind of like uh, you know bridging some of your understanding of law of attraction and and uh the Veda and uh, uh it's I, I think I think once you start to question pieces of the answer like you said they there there's pieces everywhere. And and it's why it it, it I I see it all sort of coming together. I mean, there's a lot of friction going on, but that's what happens when things come together. There's a little friction right at first, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, nothing great was ever created without friction. A little friction, you know. So uh, I know that on your site you talk about you know the the when you came across the the film, I, I suppose, uh, the secret. The film or uh-huh. the book, and but you felt like there was something missing. Yeah, actually, 
you know, a lot of times, like I said, you know, people take it as a face value and, uh, you know, literally uh, you start talking about it. I mean, the secret, the law of attraction is a very, very simple process. It's just a matter of setting out the intention and then paying attention to what you really want and, you know, being in that right frequency or the vibration for it. But that vibration, again, is created, uh, the vibration that which actually heart-based emotion, uh, like Gene said, that is what attracts everything. That emotion basically is created at the depth of it by your expectation. So again, we go back into the quantum physics part of it, that your expectation is what is going to create the result. So now your expectation basically goes back to the full circle of your upbringing or what you, know, what you have seen. So that's where, you know, what we what I talk about is that we all have a certain experiences or past experiences in our life that is holding us back because our expectation is limited to our mind. So the mind part of it, whether you see it um, as an experience that uh, basically a form of energy, if you really look at the total depth of it, that everything is based on energy, so evidently the mind is also energy. So when we talk about mind, most of the people start, you know, pointing towards the head. But that's the brain part of it. We are not talking about that because brain is a physical, something tangible. If you have a tumor, you can operate on it and take it out. But when we're talking about the mind, mind is something outside in part of the universe. And that is what connects everything and everybody. The mind is what the part of it outside. So when that energy is sitting there, um, to uh, give you an example, let's suppose if if a child is playing with a toy and happily enjoying itself, somebody snatches the toy, the the child will start crying. Now the mom sees the child crying and she will give it a cookie or a candy or something, and the child totally forgets about the lost toy and starts to. Uh, indulge in the candy or the whatever it is, forgetting about the toy. But that crying is not actually complete. So that is uh, energy that is stagnated within your within that body. Now you go get older and you lost a business or you had uh, somebody cheated on you or some kind of negative experiences. You went through divorce or you went through bankruptcy. All these things are stagnated energy within your body that is not allowing you to move forward. And because of those, your expectation, your vibration, everything is kind of stagnated. You feel heavy and you cannot move on. So you need to release those energies before you can move forward. Right. Sort of the situation never had a resolution. It's just somebody or something pulled your attention elsewhere and you just kind of left it. Right. There is what we, in other words, there is no closure, I, I would say. Right, right. So how do you take somebody who's been through a series of um, negative experiences and is absolutely convinced that, you know, that's going to be the outcome from now on and turn them around to expect, you know, joyous things to happen. Well, the, and what kind the, of process would you go through? 
it's the whole idea the process is basically um, i have created some series that will take you to that uh, deep level of your mind where you are connecting with that particular uh, experiences so you go back deeper and deeper into those experiences and find each one of them um, it's amazing that how the human psyche works because as soon as you are aware of something being there it automatically releases it so when you go it's like you know you're going from one step to the next step to the next step so you go step by step releasing all this energy it's just like if your sink is clogged and you know you have to either put some uh, draino or plunge it or something just to push it out is the same way uh, you can do that going through in your mind through the meditation and become aware of that energy being there and starting to breathe in certain patterns so it releases that energy you infuse that uh, life force by breathing in certain patterns you infuse life force to that part of your body and you release that okay so now the question that a lot of people who are new to this would naturally ask well does that mean that i have to revisit some of the negative things that i've experienced and if that's the case is this going to hurt to do it again uh, yes but it is uh, um not necessarily going to hurt because once you have already gone through the hurt it's just the fear that actually is stopping you from going there so the uh, you know like they say the um, what was it a coward dies thousand times and a brave person dies once so it's basically getting over the fear and facing it once and for all and releasing it so once you recognize that uh, you you have to cross that mountain to go on the other side that's when basically uh, you know i i came across the same this was uh, i think it was uh, Zen story where the student goes to the master and he asks, uh, show me the way. And the master says, oh, what a beautiful mountain. And uh, the student was really puzzled and he says, I don't see a mountain. And so the master says, oh, that's the problem. You don't see the mountain, but it's beautiful. What he was implying that there is a mountain within all of us. We have to scale that mountain, go on the other side. And those mountains are made out of our experiences of the past life. So it's about scaling that mountain one and other, and then you get on the other side where, you know, life full of joy and, you know, everything is flowing. We all have challenges in our life. It, you know, we have, all have to get past it. That's the way of growing. Absolutely. Well, this might be a good time for us to take a brief break. And, uh, and we'll come back and uh, and let you talk a little bit more about the uh, seminar series that you've got coming up. And uh, we want to hear a little bit more about uh, your system because it's, it's certainly more of a system than we could talk about in a 90-minute show. It's uh, multiple CD and book and uh, looks like a wonderful uh, package that you've put together. So uh, we'll let you tell us a little bit more about that when we get back. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, Jane, what about I love being here, I think. Sure. Sure, why not? Okay, folks, we'll be back <laughs> in about five minutes. This is Elijah Ray and the Band of Light. Stay with us. Please. 
And now, a word from our sponsors. The life of a creator can be challenging without the support of a loving family. When your inner child calls, will you have the courage to answer? If you're looking for a safe place to play in the artistic energy of life, a place where you can be embraced for all the beauty that you naturally hold within, then the inner child family is the perfect place for you. A safe haven for artists, poets, and musicians, this uniquely accepting group of individuals is waiting to welcome you with open arms. Be it support that you seek, publishing assistance, or just a fun, friendly place to hang your virtual hat, you've found a second home in Inner Child. Go home to IamInnerChild.com. Are you looking for answers, clarity, and relief? Are you seeking resolution to the issues in your life that are leaving you feeling confused, upset, and out of control? Are you experiencing the same situation over and over again? Are you ready to move forward and let go of what no longer works? Or is your mission to bridge the gap between human and animal, allowing for the relationship between you and your companion to deepen and flourish? With the help of the gentle guiding hand of Akashic Visionary and Animal Communicator, Inez Martin, you can find the answers that you are looking for. Open your heart to the possibilities by visiting Inez at VisionaryLifeConsultant.com. And now for some irregularly scheduled music.
songs that just up and ends without much warning. Mm-hmm. And the little timer thing, probably because it has to come from Blog Talk headquarters back to me, and I don't know, but it never matches up. It's kind of like the pause at the beginning of the show from the time it tells us we're on and, you know. Um, but again, that was our friend Elijah Ray, and uh, you can find more about he and the Band of Light at Elijah and the Band of Light dot bandcamp dot com. Phew, I got that out. <laughs> and we're back with Raja Sharma, and I, I do want to mention uh, for our podcast listeners, uh, you can find more information at www.zeropointmatrix.com. Is that it? Yes, and rajasharma.com. And rajasharma.com. And, of course, we'll have those links in the chat room and on the archive. But uh, for our many, many podcast listeners uh, out there, we want to be sure and get it spoken out a few times. So Zero Point Matrix, is that uh, the title of the book? Yes, that was uh, the title of my book. Uh, the second, uh, uh, the second edition, I have turned it into a mindless manifestation. Uh, the reason being because uh, the whole focus went on towards uh, the first reality was rather than talk about the science of manifestation, I started to talk about how the mind actually is the one that comes in the way of manifestation. I see, Which so. is really interesting because most people, when they talk about, um, and in my experience, a lot of people who've gone as far as the secret and then never gone any further, they always talk about, I have to think it and it'll come. Um, but you're you're taking that several steps beyond. Yeah, because, you know, the thinking, uh, we... Uh, we limit ourselves to the mind when we talk about the mind uh we get we just think about the mind and the subconscious mind but we never talk about the universal mind the field uh as uh, we discussed earlier because the or the mind of god or whatever you call it the source intelligence whatever it is but that third part of the intelligence actually that is the main thing that we need to talk about but in school we are all, you know so focused on the exoteric knowledge about uh, you know day to day life in mathematics and science but we don't talk about the esoteric knowledge that's basically a lot has to do uh, with the science that is more than what has been talked i mean philosophically if you really look at it, uh, your life experiences. I mean, you go to school uh, for one thing and then you turn out, uh, you become a doctor and then all of a sudden you are successful and everything else, but you are not fulfilled. So you are doing your duty, you are making the money and you are enjoying a life, but yet you are not fulfilled. So I don't believe the purpose of life is just to create this uh, material wealth because I went through that process of Focusing on that, then all of a sudden, I when I achieved it, I realized that wasn't uh, total fulfillment. And then somehow I self-sabotaged and I lost everything, and that's when my journey actually really began. And when I really look back, it's it's an amazing thing that the word manifestation, I learned about that, I could almost tell you the date was in 1977 or 78, when I was in college in back in India, and the word manifestation was brought up 
in the in the class of world religion but that process i mean at that time it hit me like a ton of bricks i never thought that there was a connection of me something in the future so when i really look back to my that deep that far ago uh, that word had made a difference for me and that somehow i'm just so fascinated uh, i i guess i'm just you can even say i'm obsessed by the word manifestation i just follow that you know all the way so thinking about uh, the process of manifestation we get so stuck in creating the material life and being successful financially and uh, you know uh, the material world of our life and our family and everything else but when you really think about it none of those things are going to go with you because you came here in this world empty handed and you are going to go empty handed the people you say love you so much or you are in love with these people uh, attachments is basically related to this level of the world because the same people are going to you know bury you when you die so those emotional attachments are there but in the end you are going to go by yourself so it's your own journey it's like we go to school we learn something and then we come back home or you know you wake up out of a dream so uh, this comes out of philosophy comes from the hindu culture of uh, it's called maya uh, maya the word means that what is not uh so that is the reality the reality is that nothing is real and it's a very deep and very amazing subject we can talk about it for hours and hours and hours right but maya is uh uh used often uh people in the self inquiry uh muji talks about maya uh but it it, it basically just means that all these bright flashy moving parts whether they be cars or jobs or yachts or welfare lines, whatever it is, all this, all these big, loud, brightly colored, moving, hold-your-attention parts aren't really real. They're that which is not, right? Well, that's one part of it. But the other part, of, I mean, on the other side of the con, coin, when the riches are not, uh, riches are maya, the poverty is also maya. So it's exactly. like you know two sides of the coin. So poverty is also not real. So if you are suffer, your suffering is not real, just like your happiness is not real. It's just a process of understanding life and for you to push you to connect to the higher spirit. Basically, that is the main purpose of our life: is to evolve to a higher human being uh, and be like you say in everyday connection, connect with your spirit and stay there. but your mind keeps on bringing you back so you cannot stay there and whether you call it family or love or knowledge or power or politics entertainment you know whatever physical whatever it is those are just the vehicles that are going to get you to that next level of understanding or connection with the god or higher source or whatever you call it or energy right cuz as you said having had the american dream and then the american nightmare it's not uncommon here in the states uh they generally refer to it as a midlife crisis i think where you kind of sit up and go yeah i've done this and done that and i've got a big house and but what's what's really going on and that's like you said sort of the start of that you lose all those things and then you go who am i i thought that's who i was 
Right, right. In, in, in America, it's not uncommon, particularly when you're fresh out of school or fresh into your entrepreneurial role, you know, people want to know who you are. You tell them about your job. Exactly. And that's not who you are. Right, right. So that's, I mean, basically what they say, talk about the the questions, who am I, where I'm coming from, what do I do, where do I go? But those are the four basic questions. But to me, I've added the fifth question is, how? How do I go there or, you know, how do I know who I am? So basically that how part of it is we came to this world, but we don't have no no manual or we don't know how to work it. So I believe everybody has a different journey. And I cannot, whatever has worked for me, wouldn't necessarily work for somebody else because, I mean, we all listen to masters. I would listen to, you know, Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra and Bob Proctor and everybody else. Uh, some, some of the things that they say make so much sense to me. And the others, I think, okay, yeah, it's fine. I've heard it somewhere else. So basically everybody, in when you get to the depth of it, everybody talks about the same thing. Your inner world creates your outer world. So now for you to go to the inner world, you have to get to that part of it. And basically, if you want to become a chef, you cannot be reading books about it. You have to go to the kitchen to start cooking. You know, Similarly, if it's your inner world is creating your outer world, then you have to go within to learn how to manifest. And that that's the process of energy or mind manifestation that you have to work with. Right, because it's... Like you said, it, it it has to go beyond some mental, some mind, you know, understanding of oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's probably how that works. It you you have to it has to be a a visceral experience. Right. I mean, see, we all go through that process, and we all learn and talk to each other. And uh, however, the gates of change. You know, like they say, gates of change open from within. So it's unless you decide to make that change. I cannot teach anything to anybody. I mean, I say this in my seminar. I cannot teach anything to anybody because they have already listened to the masters and, you know, preachers and teachers. But they can learn from me, but I cannot teach them. Well, but that's, we talk about that here, the offering of an energetic alternative it's, it's it's almost more important in a seminar or a workshop or that the the leader stands there in their truth and emanates that vibration, and the words are kind of just things that help symbols that help point that direction. Right, the energy has to connect. It, I mean, it's a connection of the soul. It's I mean, we have to feel that connection. So unless you have that connection, it it, it just otherwise it's just empty words. Because well, you see, and, and and everybody responds to different stories. Because, like you said, it, it, it the, the gates are within. It's not you know, what exactly worked for me. Take my exact steps. Um, but you'll see people that leave a workshop like that, and and some are like, "Yeah, that was really interesting." And then you see somebody else that's just their face is all lit up, and they're they're that's that's the stuff, and you can tell that they feel it. Right. That's somebody that connected with that. And it's not a, a wrong thing that some people don't connect. That's why there's so many of us doing so many different things. Right, um, right. But it's that feeling, that yeah, it's, thoughts know, again, can maybe set a direction, but the emotion is the is the fuel, the thrust, the 
how yeah, it gets there. Yeah, the connecting link, you can say. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, ultimately, because we all have our own journey, we are lo- all looking for our own answers. Uh, you know, who, I forget who was the psychologist. Oh, Sigmund Freud. Uh, I read it somewhere. He had said, we already know the answers. We just need to be reminded. Exactly. It's, you know, so we already know what we are after or where we are going. It's just our vehicles are different. Yeah, one of my one of my faves is, you know, we're all on different roads. So just because someone's not on your road doesn't mean they're lost. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> beautiful. But, um, uh, but it is an interesting, you know, bridging of of uh, of wisdom from different from different sources, and uh, and I like the way that you've kind of synthesized that. Um, so you've you, you've gone on to refer to uh, the mindless manifestation, but uh, I want to hear more about this zero point matrix or or the zero point. You say people need to get to the zero point. The where's initially, that? Initially, it's in New Jersey. When, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> initially, initially, when I started, my focus was so far getting to the point of manifestation. Okay. So the more and more I read, it came to that your thoughts create your th- destiny. Now thoughts to the depth of it. So that is basically. So I started looking at where the thoughts come from. Okay, so thought thoughts come from four different sources. One is your physical ex- experiences with your five senses, whatever your environment or your time you are aware of it, and you are thinking about that all the time. Your body, your work, uh, th- that's your senses that thinking about. Then there's something in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is your second source of thought. The third source of thought is somebody else's subconscious mind. So if, for example, uh, somebody is thinking very deeply emotionally about me, then I will feel that kind of telepathy or whatever you call that. And then the fourth source is the Akashic uh, thoughts, which is coming out of the universal mind or mind of God or source energy, whatever you call. So when you're getting, basically, that is the best thought. That is connect, uh, what you are saying uh, in your way of uh, connection. When you are connected with the universe, with your spirit, that is the fourth source of the thought. And that is the best and the purest thought. That is the zero point, basically. Ah. So now, when you really sit and think about it, if you are a negative five and you want to go to positive five, you'll have to go minus five, minus four, minus three, minus two, minus one, and you come to that zero point. And then you start rising up. Similarly, in your life, if you are experiencing negative things, you have to come to that point of stabilizing, removing all that stagnated energy that is within your mind, within your body, releasing all of that, and then and only then you can start. You have to face the gremlins of your mind, and only then you can rise above. So that was the part of the zero point Matrix, basically, I came up with because the matrix, uh, in other words, is a is a formula or something that is created in a womb. Uh, it's a formula that is created. So that's how I came up with zero-point matrix. Right, right. Yeah, and that's exactly what we, uh, you know, t- talk about with everyday connection is it, it, it's a choice of connection because 
as you said earlier, you, we want to be connected like that all the time, but there's all this stuff kind of flying around, and you have to look at some of it, or you don't eat. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So we have to interface. We're physical. But you have to, almost from moment to moment, recenter and then come back out it's it's almost like breathing exactly and that's a, 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 a an interesting dance an interesting ballet of balance trying to or trying to find balance in that uh because it's you could go sit on top of a mountain in a cave all by yourself and think good thoughts and there wouldn't be much around to make you change your mind um uh, but but what good is that? Yeah, you'll get tired of that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can tell I did a lot of thinking myself because I went and I did all this zero point matrix and all that stuff. Oh, sure. I, mean, I went on a sabbatical and I studied and studied and I mean, then I all of a sudden I realized there is no end to the studying. So I need to start putting this into word and you know sharing it with people so it starts to connect and start moving forward. Uh, what you call create a morphic field. Uh, you know, and then the more we talk about it, the more we spread the knowledge, the further and further I will connect with the right people, and all of a sudden that will take shape, uh, how people can get away from being present in the moment so the mind is not involved into it. And anything that I believe it's, you know, uh, I love that uh, Nike uh, advertisement, just do it, you know, that thing has taken up so well because it's so profound. You know, it touches the human psyche when you think about it. Just do it. Is don't think about it. Just do it. Just do it. So when yeah, when you are in a natural sense. I mean, uh, you know, before the interview, when I'm thinking about it, okay, uh, what should I say? What should I cover? So I have to just blank myself off and say, okay, now whatever comes, like you say, just let it flow. Yeah. Well, and they talk about it. I, I think we have great examples in whether it's sports or uh, performing arts or really performance things where you're sort of on stage, even if it's just with yourself. Uh, in golf, they talk about muscle memory. Uh, right. In in basketball, they talk about repetitive muscle memory. What, what they're talking about is you you have to get past the mechanics of, Being in okay, the zone, take the ball, right. do this, put there, go there, that angle... If you're still doing all of that, you don't have time to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. And that's where I mean it, it you know when you when you really start doing that is uh, you know this my this is my second profession my I mean or, uh, initially I was a chef. Now I don't uh, have restaurants anymore. I I've gone past that. Um but uh, I love to cook and that's one of my Escapes, you know, whenever I am stressed or something, I naturally find myself somehow ending up cooking the dinner or something, and that gets me away from everything. So we all have that escape uh, that naturally takes us, and we flow with that. So for some, it is singing or playing golf or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, we all have a. I I say we all have our own personal form of meditation, and we know what it is. Whether it's yeah. singing in the shower or cooking or walking or Whatever it is, everybody probably can think about it and and discover that there's a thing they do that just kind of everything else goes away. 
And so you find yourself doing that when you get all freaked out. And it's not the thing you're doing It's as far as the cooking. It's the thing that you're doing on the inside where you're just letting the stuff out of the way. Right. I mean, somehow it feels like I'm connected. I mean, I'm, you know, just flowing. And all of a sudden it, uh, you know, when I get done, um, you know, I don't even really want to eat, but I, I just feel happy that I cooked it. Right. It's a, uh, I, I, th- I think it's something that we use that where we allow ourselves to be in the now. Right, right. Where we're just doing it. We're just, you're not worried about what's, I mean, you maybe think you have to think about, you know, three steps down maybe, but it's a but it's a process that's sort of on the side. You're just there, you know, chopping, stirring, doing whatever. And uh, when I get like that, I almost when I'm done, I almost don't even remember how I got there. I don't remember doing it. I just remember having fun. Yeah, that's it's always you know, it's yummy. Like you're driving somewhere, and you know, you end up somewhere, and oh, I was supposed to be somewhere else. Yeah. I, I don't remember passing anything on the way. What happened? Yeah. <clears throat> it's. I mean, there is so much to the mind, and you know, uh, it, it's an amazing journey. It, it's been a great journey, and I, I feel so blessed that I have lived in both the cultures. You know, I've enjoyed the East and the West, and uh, you know, now I have a way to you know gap and the bridge the knowledge between the East and the West. You know, um, interestingly the eastern countries are getting more and more materialistic and you know the western people are starting to go move towards more spirituality and realizing that you know the world is connected somehow somewhere and uh, with this 2012 things coming up you know it's going to be very interesting how that really ends up yeah but i think it's i think it's great what you're doing because there are a lot of people that are sort of sitting up and going wait a minute this stuff doesn't work the way they told me hey hey anybody know how this works and uh, and so that's uh, why it's, as uh, some people have said lately, it's time to stand on your truth. Let your voice be heard. Right. Um, because I really appreciate you asking. I really appreciate you letting me voice my uh, thoughts on your uh, station. You know, I really appreciate that. Oh, we're having, we're, I'm having a blast. It's, uh, well, it's, we joke about it. It's one of my favorite subjects. Well, it's always one of our favorite subjects. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's not—it's not really because we're picky about who we have on the show. People just show up and cross our path one way or another, and so that must be who's going to be on next. <laughs> and and uh, in fact, Jane makes it a practice to try not to do much research on people so she can represent the audience point of view, which she does so well. And ask those questions that websites and things answer. But here we are at the uh, t- at the top of the hour, so uh, I think maybe we'll take an Aquarius break, and uh, then when we come back, we'll have just a little while left. We want to be sure we talk about the websites again and uh, this uh, seminar, speaking engagement that you've got coming up, uh, okay. workshop, seminar, uh, so many different names for the same thing. Um, and uh, because I want to be sure that people can find your websites and your information because you're doing wonderful work over there. Thank you. So this is our friend Jolene with uh, Aquarius, and we'll be back in about four minutes. Stay with us, folks. 
everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. I always say that after the break, but I guess it's really us that came back. <laughs> so glad yes. for you to see me. Oh. Um, again, that was our friend uh, Jolene. It's She spells it with an extra E to the way I would have thought. J-O-E-L-E-E-N, world.com. But that I always remember it now. So it's a good thing, extra letter. If it was normal, I might forget. No? Absolutely. Yeah. Not that you would... I mean, she's she's kind of hard to forget, really. Oh, very much. And uh, <laughs> has lots more great music, so go... Uh, Oh, fantastic EP on our site. Absolutely. Highly recommended by Mm -hmm. the uh, author Mm -hmm. of The North. (laughs) Well, I suppose it's better than The Wicked Witch of the West. 1,627 air miles, actually, to the north, northwest. Wow. Well, I'd throw that in again. I looked it up and said it once, and it was kind of like it was over. And we talked about how far away are you for, like, a year, didn't we? Yeah, pretty much. Gonna and now we know. Something else. Yeah, I'm going to have to find something else now because, see, that's... Moving not, on. <laughs> obviously, it's the voyage thing, journey thing, what that thing they talk about. Anyway, we're back with Raja Sharma, and I I, I do want to say again, uh, thanks for hanging out and spending time with us. I'm having a blast. Uh, it's really good stuff. Thank you, actually. And uh, and I want to say thank you now because sometimes, somehow, I let myself get in a rush at the end of the show and forget sometimes. I hate that. You think about it just as soon as you hit the end show button. You go, ah! So, we've mentioned uh, rajasharma.com and zeropointmatrix.com. Um, would, uh, I know... On your main site, the rajasharma.com that I've got up there in the chat room has, uh, well, right here on the menu, it says workshop seminar. I bet that's where people would go. Yeah. You can okay. go there. Uh, yeah. So tell us about uh, about this workshop seminar that you're going to do. Uh, that event is coming up. Uh, actually, that's my inaugural uh, event in Los Angeles area. I've done smaller events in uh, Lafayette and Sacramento area, but uh, this is my first uh, uh, big event that is coming up in Los Angeles. It's at the Marina Del Rey Hotel, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, and uh, that's going to be a five-hour seminar, and uh, that's uh, on November 10th, Saturday. Saturday, November 10th. Excellent. And... Uh so, like I said, we're going to have links in the uh, in the archive. But for our podcast listeners, if you just go to rajasharma.com and click Workshop Seminar, you can find more details there. But right. uh, tell us a little bit more about, because this is going to be a mindless manifestation workshop, right? Right. Basically, the uh, the workshop is uh, actually it's more of a seminar, and uh, the, it will lead into a workshop. The two-day workshop will come later on. I'm going to do a workshop after I come back from India. I'm going to India in January, so probably ah. uh, late part of uh, January or first week of March is when I'll do a two-day a weekend workshop. Uh, so that will be in depth of doing a 
exercises and uh, breathing and all that stuff but here basically what i am talking about is introducing this particular topic how the energy is connecting everybody and then uh, we it is going to be a experiential uh, seminar where people will be able to experience and touch this energy feel this energy and kind of connect with it and uh, we will be doing some breathing exercises where uh, they can understand how uh, uh, the breathing can create a shift in their feelings or the emotions and how to get them from a state of being uh, you know in a in a fight or kind of a fearful energy to shift to a different energy so those are going to be uh, experiential stuff so we will be doing some of those exercises just for them to understand and then in january when i do the workshop that will take them deeper into uh, into the internal world to experience this and how to connect with that source now if people aren't able to get to the workshop and the seminar uh, are are is that same information on the breathing exercises and the stuff that you're going to be covering is that available through your websites and through your your book and uh, yes, it is. And your other uh, however, uh, yeah, it is. It, it is. Available. I have created some CDs and a workbook. Uh, however, I uh, I really prefer to work one on one, simply because uh, if I just give you uh, something, it's not going to work uh, by itself unless you have a clear understanding and uh, go step by step in a process. Because when we uh, give a like a workbook or something, people just seem to are so goal oriented i mean they are so looking for the end result and that's the whole right. the pro- the journey itself is is the process uh, the end result is not the process so if somebody is having uh, struggling with law of attraction or something and they want to manifest a car and they buy my program to manifest a car it's really defeating mm-hmm. the purpose because the whole idea is to understand that the car uh, what the purpose of the car in their life in the first place so to have a clear understanding of why they are wanting what they are wanting, you know, so set the goals and go in that right direction. Because unless you're wanting the right thing, the right things are not going to come to you. Right. Just well, the, the reason I ask is, is a lot of our listeners, I mean, we we have an international listenership. So right. for those that aren't able to physically get to the workshop, is there a way that they connect to can connect with you. Do you offer one-on-one sessions? That's a good yes, question. Yes, I Yeah, I, I mean, with okay. the, in the Skype world, you know how everything is possible. So that's the beauty of it. So yes, I will do a one-on-one session, and then at the same time, I will mail them the. Uh, it's a four-CD set with a workbook. So then we will work on on right from the beginning. So it's it's a process of you know thirty or ninety day program that we can from getting them from point A to point B or point Z actually. Point Z for the zero point. Yeah, yeah, zero point. Or yeah, you can. I didn't, yeah, did think yeah. about that. Yes, to the zero point. Yes. So to get to that level of, you know, I mean, no, it's no sense for me to sell the product and then they are left halfway and it's sitting on their shelf somewhere. Oh, I agree, and and that happens so often. I can't. I would hate to have to count some of the number of programs that. I saw about the program and I was like, "That's, I, I connect. I resonate with what they're saying. That feels good. That yeah." And then the things came and oh, there was a thing to read and stuff to listen to and wow. 
sounds like work, and it gets put in the corner. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole whole process. So I rather touch a few people than you know touch the because I'm not at that point to touch the masses yet. So I have to start with whomever I am in the proximity, and then sometimes yes, with the Skype I do work with people on Skype. Excellent. So again, at uh, Roger's website at rogersharma.com, if you just click on the ZPM store, the uh, uh, Workbook and CDs, the ebook, and and even uh, the phone session packages are all right there on one page. I like your website; it's 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 really intuitive. It Thank I can you. tell where to go to find things without having to click all over the place. <laughs> and I think we all know those websites. I know it's gonna be here, and you've clicked on fifty pages, and so I like the way this is laid out. So everybody go check it out. We had an awe moment. (laughs) (laughs) We have one of those zero point moments. We all went, oh, yeah, it happened. Well, I was actually on my way to the website to check it out. Ah. There you go. That's good stuff. Um, Some great testimonials on there. Uh, of course, more in-depth information on Raja and his work and uh, links to some videos, whichever communication route works works for you. I know we get we get tons of video watch views. We also get the, the podcast listens are going crazy. You guys are cool. Uh, <laughs> we've steadily been above a thousand a week for weeks now. And the stats for this past week I think maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's correct, but we'll see. Every once in a while their stats go crazy and they send you a correction later, but because it shows that we had three thousand six hundred and sixty podcast listeners last week. Sounds awesome. Busy, yeah. Yeah. Simply, we love we love our podcast listeners. Ah, yes, we you do. Guys are cool. Absolutely. So, what's the next step for you after the after the seminars? Well, um, actually, I am planning on taking a brief vacation, uh, do some more uh, soul searching, and get away. Uh, this uh, this year I worked hard, so usually in the month of uh, January I like to go to India because there is a kite flying festival on 14th of January, and I love to go there and uh, you know fly kites, and uh, so I'm gonna go do that. Last year uh, I think no not last year the year before I ended up staying there for about five and a half months actually, so you know it's amazing I didn't realize it <laughs> so much time went by and. Uh, uh, you know, luckily I was able to finish a lot of my projects and stuff like that. So hopefully this won't be that long of a trip. But when I come back, uh, I will be doing my workshop and then planning. Uh, from there on, I'll be regularly doing my seminars and workshop in the Los Angeles and San Francisco area. That sounds wonderful. I think people are beginning to recognize more and more how important some time, whether it be in daily meditation and then... Uh, if you've if you've got the ability, even if all you've got is the two weeks off from work that they'll give you, 
that how important that is to sort of go somewhere and disconnect. Turn oh, off the iPhone. So go somewhere where there's no cell signal. That's what I say. <laughs> go to tree houses in Costa Rica. They have internet. I live somewhere where there's no cell signal. <laughs> See there? It works. You got an iPhone, but you can't talk to anybody on it except when you're at work and then you're too busy. So it yeah, works out I really, well. I really can't. Um, yeah, works out well. It doesn't work out here in these mountains. It does work out just great, actually. Yeah, I kind of expected that when you got to the mountains and and then got settled in, that there would be a period of one to ten thousand days in which you just kind of were in the mountains. I went ooh, it, it, I can't. It, um, I can't yet go to India to fly kites. Um, although, however, now that he's mentioned it, I think that that would be, be an awesome. absolutely awesome way to experience yeah. some USA time. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. It's I, I am growing more and more appreciative daily of that need to just take time away from everything and, and disconnect in order to reconnect with self and yeah. So, yeah, it's very, um, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, that it's such an amazing. I honestly, uh, I'm working on. Uh, I don't think it will be this year, but the following 2015, probably the some kind of a journey. I want to take people to the Himalayas. There is Mount Kailash. I went there uh, about four years ago, and it was a 23-day journey. And I'm telling you, it it is such an amazing journey. You would. You know, just that would be just, a life-changing experience, right? Yeah, there. it's a life-changing thing. Exactly, it's it's an amazing life-changing experience. All of a sudden, you realize that you know all these things that you've been working on all so many years, and uh, you know, uh, nothing matters at that point, and really brings you back to your senses. And that that was a very uh, amazing, very spiritual journey. Sounds very like cold. it. And, and it's very cold. It's very cold. Well, but still easier than the whole, you know, lose your job, your house, your wife, near-death experience, whatever some of the tragedies people have gone through to get there. Right, right. Sort yeah, of wake-up call. You can have a nice, gentle one over 23 days in, yeah. in the Himalayas. Yeah. Himalayas. That's really actually a more proper pronunciation. We butcher things occasionally in America. <laughs> Actually, even uh, you know, a lot of uh, in the eastern countries, I I have to still uh, see a lot of uh, in the South America as well. I I do want to travel a lot, uh, but in even I haven't even completely seen India, uh, believe it or not, because uh, I've seen the Taj Mahal and you know Red Fort and all those things. But the spiritual part of it, there is so much to see. It's amazing, but I haven't completed yet. So probably in the next upcoming years, I plan to do all that. I think it's one of the tremendous blessings and joys of this place, this playground that we have here, Earth. Oh, yeah. Is really, you know, people are like, well, gosh, what would you do if you lived to 500? Look, hey, you're not going to run out, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. As Abraham likes to say, there's there's four or five lifetimes worth of stuff in your vortex. All you got to do is be still and get there. Yes, indeed, we are approaching approaching that time. And, Speaking uh, of getting there, yeah. And that time when we usually 
hand the mic and the platform to our guest and say if you had how is it you say it? You say it better than I do. Now, <laughs> Just if you, if you uh, had one thing that you wanted to a message that you yeah, wanted to thing. give to the, the people listening, one thing that to tell the world, what would it be? One thing to say to the world, get away from the mind. That's what it is. I mean, it's get, get, uh, put your mind on the side and experience, connect with the, your universal soul. Let the life begin. Amen. All right. That really does say it all. It really does. That some say that so often at the end of the show, but but it but it's yeah. that's where. If that happens, you don't have to worry about the details because the rest will work itself out. Yes, it does. Sometimes with only a week's notice. You're moving. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a full week or was it like eight days or it was like nothing? Just like, okay, we're going. (laughs) Eight days. Off Off to the mountains. You have yeah. eight days to pack and move in. The northern end of the okay. Appalachian, Appalachian chain yes. of mountains, I guess. Yes. And quartz crystal aquifers, and wow. Yeah, my uh, I I I know we're we're at time, but fascinating thing I noticed the other day when I was walking down my driveway to get um to get the garbage can at the end of it. Um, it, wow, I'm just stunned by the amount of quartz in the gravel in my driveway. It, it's just astonishing. Like, I, I know that there's a ton of quartz in the rock underneath me, but to actually see it in just that everywhere. way, it's it's just, yeah, it's everywhere. Like, everywhere you look on the ground, you're going to find quartz. You just, yeah. And that's so unusual for, for the average location, but you just, really anywhere awesome. you look. I've been to Turn over a rock Colorado that it looks like the stuff's growing up out of the ground almost. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really, really cool. It's so really anyway, cool. right quickly, calendar, uh, Amy Gates will be back with us on Tuesday. Uh, epic Amy! Amy Epic. It'll be an epic show. Uh, I'm I'm biased, but Jean thinks she's awesome too, so I can say she's awesome. And uh, mm-hmm. And then Thursday... Dr. Uh, Suzanne Carroll or Suzanne Lee, depending on which side of her life that you've met her through. She used to keep them kind of like Jane. That's two names, three names, four names. What's in a name? Call me George. (laughs) That kind of threw you when it first came out, I'm sure. So anyway, there's all of that. We have a a wonderful uh, weekend ahead. We're having the Silk Road Festival here in Houston, so... I'm going to go check out some food from other cultures. Be adventurous. If you can't get... Hey, if you can't get get overseas, plane tickets too much, you'll find a way. Absolutely. Thing was right in front of me. They, like, put postcards out in uh, Starbucks. And it's 40 miles away from here on the other side of town. But synchronicity works like that. Anyway, you all have a great weekend. Join us on Tuesday. And until then, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. 
And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Everyday Connection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.